welcome you to the next Changemakers podcast. My name is Kimberly Rice, Chief Changemaker of Changemakers. I could not be more excited to welcome my good friend, Sajel Thacker, to our podcast today um, to talk about change in a little bit of a different way. Um, So welcome, Sajel. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Wonderful. I mean, we have had, we're like old friends. Uh, We've had multiple conversations over um, probably pre-pandemic, mid-pandemic. Now here we are lingering, languishing in the pandemic. Um, But when we started off, Sejal, with uh, you sharing with our listeners a bit about yourself and a a few insights into your professional journey. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm an employment lawyer. I've been licensed in California since 2003. So for a majority of my career, I was actually a defense attorney. I was representing managers in cases that dealt primarily with harassment, discrimination and retaliation. And then I went through a career transition, which like a lot of people are doing right now, right? When my son was born, I really was, you know, motivated to sort of be more proactive and helping actually create better cultures rather than coming, a, coming in to just defend claims. And so I started doing a lot of educating and training and found that, you know what, this is really an area where I can make a difference. I can help to empower employees so that we can be more preventative. We can be more proactive in creating cultures of civility and inclusion. And so in November of 2017, I started my own company called Train Extra. And that's what I focused in on where I was just like, I'm going to talk to as many leaders, as many employees as I can, and help give people the skills so that they can do their part in fostering these workplace cultures. And then just recently, an exciting thing that's happened to me is the CEO of a venture studio called Nobody Studios, Mark McNally, he saw some of the work and the advocacy work that I was doing on LinkedIn and reached out to me as he was getting his studio off the ground during the pandemic and said, hey, look, um, first of all, I'm I'm working on a company that I think you'll be interested in. One of the companies that we're working on is, is dealing with crisis intervention in the workplace. And I'm out there talking about workplace wellness and so forth. So that was a natural fit. And so he, he, I went into the studio in January of this year. And then just recently in May, he said, I, I would love for you to come onto our leadership team. So currently I am working with Nobody Studios as all, in addition to the train extra work that I'm doing as their chief culture officer. And so it's, it's a lot of exciting stuff going on. And we can kind of talk a little bit more about that as we get going. Absolutely. I'm so excited for you. So you know what? Um, you know, share with us a little bit about what prompted you to join Nobody Studio. Um, I, I I know Mark, and he's an extraordinarily dynamic, uh, charismatic, and caring gentleman. Um, but you know, what was it about it that you know uh, prompted you to invest in its in Nobody Studio's mission? Well, you know, I think the most important thing was what his vision was for the studio and what he really wanted to do with it. You know, um, I actually asked him when he when he invited me to the leadership team, one of my questions back to him was that this is such a huge role. You know, why why do you see me filling these big shoes? Because I know culture is like, if not the priority, it's on the high top list of priorities, right? For the studio. And so I knew it was it was overwhelming to me. And his response to me was that that's why I see that you really care about workplace culture, you care about people, and that you really want to help them. And when he said that, 
to me, that was just the perfect situation for me to walk into because I'm out there talking about we need to create better cultures and I'm giving advice and I'm giving training and I'm counseling management on doing that. But this seemed like a perfect transition where I can use everything that I've done to actually start from the ground up and actually have my, you know, my thought leadership in the process of how do we do this and and to know that I've got his support in wanting to do that. So that was really exciting for me. And then the second thing was the fact is that we have a, we have such an audacious goal. I mean, it's a little insane. And I kind of like that little level of insanity, I think, because we want to make a hundred new companies in the next five years, right? So we are going to be operating at a different rate. The way that we look at these problems has to be different. And how do we scale these processes, which is just so challenging for me. And And Mark is constantly challenging me. He's like, okay, I get that this is what you're saying, but think about how do we do that across all 100 companies? How are we going to scale that process? But that's exciting to be able to say, we're not just looking at putting a Band-Aid on something right now. We want to strategize and create that entire process knowing that's where we're going. So it's been, I've learned so much in just a short time that I've been there and super exciting, super exciting to be a part of the team. Oh, sounds like it. Sounds like it's uh, you're quite the trailblazer and uh, um, the very definition of a change maker, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, But one of the things that I've always been struck by you, Sejal, is your passion for social justice and how impressive that is. And so I'm curious how in the context of your business and Nobody Studio and your professional journey, how has this fueled your current journey? Yeah, I mean, I've always been an advocate for social justice, right? And so majority of my life, I've been doing a lot of advocating for you know, diversity, inclusion, and so forth. These were areas that I was just naturally drawn to. That's kind of what led me to go to law school, right? Because there I was like, here, I can actually do something about these issues that are happening. But I think now where I'm at and, and what, I've, what we've learned a lot in the last couple of years, I wouldn't want to relive this pandemic ever, right? I mean, we've, there was so much that we, I wish I could erase from my mind of what we've gone through, but I've also learned a lot. And what I've learned, and this is really what I bring into everything I do, whether it's for Train Extra or Nobody Studios or any of the collaborations that I'm doing, is that I'm seeing a lot of good people out there that actually want to do this change, right? And so we're not gonna go from zero to a hundred overnight. It's gonna have to be strategic. It's gonna have to be thought out. And so when I when I look at people, I'm thinking, what can we do? How can we empower people so that they can figure out what works for them and what create a situation for them so they can thrive, not only in their own lives, but at work, right? And so that's a huge kind of underlying theme that when I'm, when I'm thinking of strategies, I'm always thinking of, okay, what can I do? What information can I share? What can I train on? What can I do that's gonna actually help this person take this information and, 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 and do something with it rather than it goes in one ear and out the other, right? So that, that's a little bit of my approach. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, I don't think we could ever have needed it more than we need it now, number mm-hmm. one. And number two, how in the world could we have ever foreseen where we are right now? Yeah, we couldn't have. I mean, when you look at the numbers of people that are leaving their jobs right now and people have, you know, people have said, we're not going to put up with this anymore. And we want we want to be able to figure out 
balance. You know, it shouldn't have to be I'm at work or I'm here. I should be able to figure out what works for me, what doesn't. And um, flexibility is the word I'm thinking for 2022. I, you know, I, I've always got a word for the year and flexibility is going to be my word for 2022 is everything that we build. Every, every strategy has to be flexible, right. And adaptable to whatever's going to come our way next. And who knows what that is. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, I've always been very struck by when the pandemic, um, you know, shut everything down. And we were all, you know, uh, aligned to work at home. And for those of us, some of us, you know, we, we've worked from our home offices for years, mm-hmm. you know, but I, but I immediately had empathy for those professionals that I've worked with for decades who, like, they didn't even know the word Zoom, right? Yeah. I mean, they didn't even know. And they had their, um, you know, their assistant sitting right outside their door to, you know, basically at their beck and call to handle most anything. I'm like, what's, what's happening with those folks? Oh, yeah. um, I was one of those folks, Kimberly. I mean, I, I, before the pandemic, I did all my facilitation and training work in person. Mm. I was traveling everywhere. I didn't have anything set up for virtual. So I'm one of those people that had to figure it out and figure out how to keep my business going. Right. And so that's, I think that's when we met last time was when we did our first podcast together was when I was talking about oh my God, how am I going to survive? How is my business going to stay afloat? So, you know, it, 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 and you look at it, you're like, well, you're a lawyer. You've gone to law school and you didn't know how to use Zoom. It doesn't really matter what, what your background was. This was something that just wasn't a part of what I was doing. Um, but it took a few months, but I think a lot of people are now appreciating Zoom and having that as an option. I mean, I think some people are also feeling like I'm Zoomed out as we're hearing this new word, Zoomed out all the time. I think it's about finding that balance. You know, I started drawing that line early on about, being very comfortable with telling people, can we just talk by phone? You know, I mean, I, I, I do training for a living now. Everything's on virtual. I, I, if this is just a get to know you call, let's just talk on the phone while I go for a walk or something like that. And, you know, initially I was like, oh, well, is this going to offend anybody? And I'm like, well, I just have to draw my boundaries. You know, I can't sit in front of a computer for eight hours. It's just not something I want to do. So not, not good, not, not healthy. Yeah. And, we're see- and we're seeing that. Um, so let's talk about change for a moment. I mean, we're all about flexibility and change and and uh, pioneering forward, you know, in the context of, you know, of your sphere, what does this look like? And what do you, what gets you really excited about change? So change to me has always been, again, I keep coming back to that word, empowering other people, right? So, I mean, so when I, when I, when I've looked at leaders across my career and I've counseled so many different leaders, you know, I've a long time ago, I decided that your job title or what, what spot you've got on the organization chart really wasn't what was going to define you as a leader, right? And so I saw throughout my career as an attorney, people getting promoted all the time because they got, they met their numbers, they were good technical skills, but they didn't, they weren't developed as leaders. And so really what's exciting me right now is how do we develop leaders? Because yes, you might have some natural skills that you think are making you a better leader, right? Than others, that's great. But I truly believe that these skills can be taught leadership skills need to be taught. And even if you are naturally gifted with certain gifts, you still need to be taught these other skills. And so when I was an attorney, that's really what frustrated me a lot, Kimberly, was because I was like, this is a good person. They're definitely a subject matter expert in what they do, but they're not necessarily a good leader. That It's not an and or, you know, and so so developing these, and, and as I was doing this, I realized that there is so much we could do to help and support 
these leaders so they can be better at it, right? So how can we focus in on helping leaders develop those skills so that they can, the teams that they work with, right? Super important at Nobody Studios. I mean, we are remote. We're globally distributed. Our plans are to have studios all over the world, right? Africa, India, London, everywhere. I mean, that's, that's, we're going to be growing. So we want to be able to make sure that these leaders, these people that we put in these positions can inspire possibilities in their teams. And so that's really what gets me excited is how can I create strategies or spaces of connection where these leaders can inspire their teams, right? Because we can have our core leadership team sit in our office and make all these calls, but it may not work for that team over there, right? And so, again, going back to flexibility and, and, and developing the leaders, but training has to be a huge part of that solution and not just your check the box training. And I almost feel like we need to come up with a different word. You know, it's, it's, we use training, we use facilitation, we use development, but none of those words are actually matching with me right now. So I'm going to come up with my own different word for it, but to, to give people those skills of, you know, emotional intelligence, empathy, compassion, you know, humor, how do you use humor in the workplace? I mean, just all of these things that are going to drive motivation so that we can create you know, um, one of the things that Mark and I always talk about is, Sejo, you know, you've got a really good background in diversity and inclusion. And obviously, I know the legal side of it, but he's like, I want to stretch you to go beyond that and, and start thinking to me about how do we create high performing teams? And so he's challenging me to think beyond just what I know to say, OK, so I've been doing a lot of research and I've been doing a lot of reading on this. And I, and honestly, I think we're just making it way too complicated. I really think we're making it way too complicated. I think that if we focus in on just some core things, we know what motivates people. So let's do more of that. We know what takes away that motivation. Let's do less of that. And, and so I'm just kind of always, you know, excited when I'm learning this stuff as I go as well. I'm, I'm learning. I don't have all the answers. Right. And I don't I don't go out there saying I have all the answers, but the good news is there's a lot of people, there's a lot of information that's available to us, good information that we can learn and we can, you know, start instilling these practices amongst our companies and ourselves as well. That's phenomenal. I'm, I'm so excited and impressed and so needed. One of the things that I've seen over decades, which floored me initially was, and still is, how many individuals of both genders are in leadership title roles mm. that have had zero oh, yeah zero I don't want to you know training um any nothing I mean they have they're totally unprepared to lead yep um you know regardless of their natural um you know proclivities of strong you know maybe they're a great communicator maybe they are a good decision maker maybe they're empathetic etc but they've had no formal you know, training or instruction or guidance on how to to um, propel and motivate teams and actually lead. I mean, this is an actual thing, right? I mean, <laughs> so true. I, I can't tell you the number of lawsuits that could have been avoided if yeah. people know. Even I'm talking about like basic communication, like effective communication skills, right? Where you, if you've never been around people of different cultures and now you're leading people of different cultures, but you don't have cultural competency or you don't know how to communicate effectively through across cultures, 
that's something that needs to be taught. That doesn't mean you're a bad leader. That just means there's a gap there and we need to fill that gap, right? And so, I mean, I remember this one case that I worked on where this, this uh, individual was very much motivated to be a good leader. He had a good intentions. He really wanted, he was a servant leader, just didn't have the right skills. And literally within a year, the change after getting him some of that coaching, you know, because they brought me in, they had somebody had filed a complaint against them. I did the investigation. And then they they said, okay, well, this this individual didn't violate the policy, but there were some things that maybe he shouldn't have said or done. Sage, can you work with this individual? And I did. And I, I did my coaching for up to a certain point, but I'm not a leadership coach, right? Like I can give you some consulting, I can give you some advice on what to do, what not to do, but I can't go to that deeper level. And so, but but I worked with him for what I did and I recommended certain types of training and I introduced him to certain other people that can help fill those gaps. I mean, within a year, Kimberly, the change that we saw in this individual and the feedback that we got back from his team, phenomenal. So it's totally possible and doable, right? It's not something that's this huge thing where we have to like fire everybody that we have on our teams. That's not it. We just have to support them better. Absolutely. And, and, and starting from the place of, you know, um, assuming the positive that people want to do the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Assume positive intention, period. It's so easy, especially in this world that we're in right now, to just think everyone's negative. Everyone's out to get me. It's, it's, it's in, you know, media doesn't help us. The media is constantly throwing the things that they want people that they know is going to get people riled up. Right. I mean, if you think about why we post something online, it's to get people's to like our content, to follow our content. That's what these social media people are doing. They, they track this stuff. They have data to say, oh, if I, if I use this one word in my article, we're going to get a million likes or a million people are going to get impacted. So they use that information to manipulate people, right? And so we have to counter that with factual information. So I just spoke with an HR group the other day and I said, the number one thing that you as legal and you as HR can do is provide factual, solid information to your employees, Because they trust, if they trust you, they're going to take that information and know that it's coming from a good place, right? So that can help you create these better cultures that you're looking to do. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, and and I don't think probably a lot of people have given the uh, necessary consideration of the desperately deep impact that social media has made on all of us. Whether you're whether you're on social media or not, if you're an active participant, and of course, you know it it cuts both ways. There's a lot of positive, um, and we, you know, so a wonderful way to connect. And there's a lot of positive, but there's dramatically very, very negative. And one of the things I just read this, I think, last night that I had not stopped to think about before. It was uh, an article by a psychologist that said social media has amped up our um, inclination to be instantaneously judgmental mm-hmm. and with yeah. like or share or a comment or a thumbs down, but instantaneous as we scroll, we're ju- making a judgment. And, and that is not probably a very positive um, attribute to have, um, particularly in leaders and change makers. We must remain open uh, and receptive and, be, and stay curious. 
Totally. And that's where that work comes into where you have to recognize your own unconscious bias, right? And be, be not be so reactive, but then to create that pause where you actually digest that information and know that you're going to have these initial gut reactions. You're going to have these hidden biases because of your lived experiences, but not to let that guide you, but to like pause and say, what do I truly believe right now? today and does this line up with what I believe right and so that's one of the things that I was very much one of my first assignments that I was working on at the studio was coming up with our culture manifesto right because I was like we have these core values but I want to make sure that everybody is not just going to read them one time and then it goes away it's something that we're going to explain clearly define and communicate to each person that comes into the studio so they know what our core values are. They're not going to be just some sign that we're going to hang up and no one ever going to look at, but I want that to be a part of everything we do. And then we have to reinforce that over and over again. Right. And, and so, yeah, but this whole unconscious bias thing, that's another area that I think that we still have a lot of work to do. I know we talked about it, about that a little bit during our last episode, but that's going to be a constant running theme throughout my, you know, my, my podcast is that we need to do more work individually on our own unconscious biases and, and it's going to improve our relationships significantly if we do. Absolutely. I mean, and it doesn't make us bad people. It just makes us uninformed people. Um, But when we, you know, when we pivot, you know, creating awareness is one of the first steps to making change. Right. That's right. Yeah. So one of my favorite fun questions, Sejal, is um, if you could give your younger self one piece of professional advice, what would that be? Oh my God. I get asked this question a lot. And then I notice my answer changes, <laughs> changes <laughs> depending That's on good. what I'm, what I'm going through in my life right now. Um, but you know, I've, I've, I, 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 to me, when I started my company train extra, I took a leap of faith in myself. And since then it's just been this amazing, like, I almost feel like that's where my professional journey truly started in, in the way that I wanted it to, but I would go back and give myself the advice of, I wish I would have started that earlier. Mm. I, stayed in, I stayed in litigation for way too long. I knew right away, it wasn't the right fit for my personality, for what I, what I believed in, but I stayed in it because that's what was expected of me. I went to law school. That was a natural progression. And, and so I wish I would have just broken those again, going back to unconscious bias and the stereotypes. I wish I would have broken that mold a while back and really started on my journey earlier than later. Um, I was too rigid in my plan, right? So stop being fixed. So fixated on what the plan is. And, and I guess the question is the plan really your plan or is it somebody else's plan that you're living out? Right. And so I, I read that in an article the other day and it really stuck out to me is like, how many people actually stop and say this plan that I'm living my life record, is it my plan? Is it my parents' plan? Is it my, you know, whose plan is it? So just to reevaluate that a little bit more. And and the good news is people are doing that so much now, right? Everybody I talk to is like figuring out what's their next big thing that they want to do or their passion or uh, purpose, you know, in life and what they want to do. Yeah. And it's really exciting. I mean, I was um, part of a women entrepreneurial program um, about a year and a half ago and uh, the founder facilitated a program right after the pandemic shut us down. And she said, what if this pandemic is the absolute best thing that it could happen to your business? Mm-hmm. You know, not, not to 
you know, take advantage of anybody or any, any, anything, or, and of course, uh, assuming that you survive it and you're not personally touched with Ill- illness, but what if, cause it certainly makes us think differently, whether we want to or not about potential new possibilities. That's the, that's the beautiful part about that. You know, I mean, like I said, last year, the few months I was like about to have a heart attack. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm I'm a single mom. I'm living in the Bay Area. I'm paying my rent by myself. And I'm like, out of my business disappeared. But, you know, you stick to your passion. You keep moving forward. And guess what? it is that silver lining. Like now I get to do this work from home. I mean, I just, I tried a training, I had a training session with people in India. I couldn't do that before, right? Unless I flew there and did that. So there are definitely lots of benefits, I think for small business owners, especially for those people that like you that are out there making a difference in the world that want to do it your way. And, but you want to scale it. Now you can. Now you can use the internet, you can use Zoom, you can hold, you know, so it it takes some time and and it definitely takes some learning, you know, like Zoom, figuring out all of these different social media platforms. I mean, marketing in and of itself for people is what, like, it's a whole different ball game that you're like, this is, this is important. It's, it's, I mean, I know that it's easy to hire somebody to do it, but you really, it's your brand. So like, you want to make sure it's the way that you want it. And at least I do, maybe I'm just a control freak or something, but, <laughs> but I, I, I have a certain vision for what I want to put out there. And so it's, it's exciting to learn all these things. And there's always, and the other thing, it's never ending learning. There's always new apps. There's always new tools that are coming out. And so it's kind of exciting for me. I, I like it. Extremely, extremely exciting. Well, I, I'm so grateful, Sajel, that you've um, spent some time with us today and, and uh, agreed to come back and talk about kind of an update from our last episode. And, you know, we certainly want to give our listening audience, uh, you know, your contact information as far as how they can contact and, and connect with you directly. So what would be the best way for our listeners to do that? Yeah. So LinkedIn would be awesome. Um, you know, Nobody Studios is doing so much amazing stuff. I just I just uh, shared something today. You know, we've got a new company. Actually, the company was already created before the studio even was created, but we we're just launching it now um, more through the studio. But Parentipity, right, where where people can parents can post their tips and actually have an opportunity to make income out of it and short form creation. I mean, there's all this cool stuff that's going on with Parentipity. We had this other company we just released last week called Ovations for people who want to connect talent with event producers and kind of like an online demand talent platform. So if you're interested in Nobody Studios, you can go to our website. We also have a page on LinkedIn. And then of course, Train Extra, I've got, you could, again, LinkedIn would be probably the best place if you want to kind of see everything that I'm doing, that would be the best place to connect with me. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I I wish you all the best. I know with your passion and your purpose um, that there is absolutely no limit uh, to the impact that you are making and will make. And I'm so grateful um, to have this time today with you. Um, and certainly uh, maybe this time next year, you can come back again and we can get to another update. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me. And thank you, my Changemakers listeners, uh, for joining us for another wonderful episode of our Changemakers podcast. And until next time, you must do remember to be the change that you want to see in this world.